How y'all doing? How y'all doing today? I'm your truly Chris Jason. My show, Show Do Some Podcasts. Talk about sports, finding your purpose, finding your gifts. And today, it's all about the sports, baby. Got to get straight into it. It was a great weekend. Great, fun Sunday weekend in the NFL. A ton of great teams I watched. A lot of games. Great performances. Great quarterbacks. Great everything. The whole nine yards. And guess what? I got to get into it. Why? I love the sports and it loves me back. You're truly Chris J. Let's get it on, people. Guys, I got to talk about those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Goat Brady. The best that ever do it. The Buccaneers 5-2. Beat those Raiders. Blowout. A 45-20 TB12, four passing TDs, one rush touchdown. Tom Brady has looked like the Tom Brady of old, the GOAT, the best to ever do it. Since week three, this man has thrown 15 touchdowns and one interception. He's been a man amongst boys. He's been TB12. He's been unbelievable. He's been phenomenal. All the naysayers, Tom Brady's washed up. Tom Brady can't beat that the third. Tom Brady can show you why. He is TB12. Everywhere he goes, he's showing you why I'm that guy. See, when he was in New England, he's taking that system to Tampa, the Tampa Bay. He's showing the Buccaneers how to win, how to be a champion. And now we're adding Antonio Brown, who's probably one of the best receivers ever. Still top five in the game, A.B. And you add him with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Wrong. Scotty Miller, you have an elite offense. You have a good defense. One of the best pass rushers in the NFL. The Buccaneers, I said this before the season started. They're going to the NFL. They're coming out of NFC, the Buccaneers. People said I was crazy. I told y'all because Tom Brady, he has help. He has players that can get open, players that can make plays on their own. Last season, he didn't have that. Those old players, young players, can't get open, can't separate, can't catch the ball for crying out loud, people. But they, uh, guess what? Tom Brady has help, and he has been playing like an MVP. He's a candidate. I will still give the edge to Russell Wilson, yes. But it's a long football season, people. And TV 12, he is here to stay. He's balling. Tom Brady to go. Now, today... I'm going to talk about my top five teams in the NFL right now. It's a lot of teams, a lot of great teams. It was a great Sunday, but I'm going Chris J's list. Chris J's top five NFL's list. I'm going from five and up, five and up. Number five, I have the Baltimore Ravens. They're five and one. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a bad man. Yes, he is the star of the they're sure the drink for that franchise. He's the best player on the team. Without Lamar Jackson, they're going nowhere. He's everything. He's the gas, the engine. He's the tires. He's everything and more for that franchise and that team. And I think Lamar Jackson, that team is top five. I don't think they're better than the Chiefs because they're in the ALC. But I think they have a shot at beating Kansas City. But I don't think they'll do it. But hey, football is football. Sports are sports. It's so unpredictable. Number four, Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, that bad man. They are 5-1. Yes, last week they got beat by the Buccaneers, 38-10. Aaron Rodgers didn't look like that bad man last week. But yesterday he did bounce back Sunday. I mean, the guy had three touchdowns, and they did win. But I, but I will say this, though. For the Green Bay Packers to win, 
Aaron Rodgers has to be Superman every game. He needs his cape. And in sports, in team sports especially, he can't win by himself. He needs help. I don't care how great of a player you are, you need help. It's a team sport. So Aaron, so, so the front office or whatever, give this guy some help because I don't think the ability to the Buccaneers, the Seahawks, I don't see that. But Aaron Rodgers is so great, they have a chance. Number three, the Seattle Seahawks. Now I know on Sunday night versus the Cardinals, Russell Wilson threw three picks. He didn't, he played a good game, but it's not like him to throw three interceptions. And he threw, to me, bad interceptions, bad reads. And things happen in sports, I get that. But kind of like Aaron Rodgers, for the Seattle Seahawks to be successful, Russell Wilson had to wear that cape every game. Every game, he must be great. And to me, I understand quarterbacks, they are quarterbacks, but sometimes he can't play great every game because sometimes things happen in sports. Bad throws, miscues, things happen. That's why he needs more help. And to me, that Seattle defense, it, it, it is atrocious. Atrocious. It's not good. And I don't think the Seattle defense or Seattle period, they get enough stops versus those, those teams with very elite offenses like Kansas City, Buccaneers, the Green Bay Packers, the Ravens, even the Steelers. I just don't think that the Seahawks can get enough stops. But Russell Wilson is unbelievable. So I wouldn't be shocked if he makes magic happen like he always does every single year. Number two, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are the most dangerous team in the NFL. They have an equal roster, roster to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, you have TD12, the greatest quarterback ever. You have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, and you add Antonio Brown, and you already have an elite defense, a top five defense in the NFL. So I'm very confident in those Buccaneers, very confident that, these, that, that this team can make a real shot at the Super Bowl. And guess what? It's in Tampa. It's in Tampa. So they have a shot to have a home game for a Super Bowl, people. We've never seen that ever. And, Tom, and with Tom Brady, anything is possible. Number one, I have to go with the Chiefs. They are the Super Bowl defending champions, people, period. I'm a believer in every sport, every team sport, basketball, football, baseball, soccer, whatever. The team that's the champion, they are the best team. They are the standard, period. You have to beat, beat the Chiefs in the biggest games, Super Bowl, AFC championships, whatever, the playoffs. You have to beat them. Because why? They are the standard. Until someone dethrones the Chiefs, they are my number one team. I don't care. You have the best quarterback in the NFL and Patrick Mahomes. He is. To Patrick Mahomes, Nicole Hardman, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Ellis Hilaire. They have a crew. Just signed Le'Veon Bell. A uh, defense is pretty good. I wouldn't say it's elite yet, but their defense always plays better around the end of the season going to the playoffs. So they'll get better on the defensive side of the ball during the season. But the Chiefs are the standard people. So I'm going to still say KC is number one 
until someone dethrones them. Period. Now, now today, people, I'm kind of sad talking about this subject today, but it has to be said. It's about Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he tore his ACL out for the season, and to me, um, it's kind of sad because the past couple of seasons he has not had that elite NFL season like he's accustomed to having since the Giants days. Because understand, he's not had great quarterback. The guy that had Eli Manning and Baker Mayfield. He has never had those elite quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, the Patrick Mahomes, the, the Tom Brady's, those guys like that, or Lamar Jackson, or Deshaun Watson. He has not had those elite quarterbacks. He's never had that. And for me, for OBJ to get hurt right now, man, it's hurt because his payday. And then his production has gone down the past couple seasons, and this happened. It hurts. But I do think I do think OBJ can bounce back, and I think he will bounce back and will prove his doubter, the naysayer, that he doesn't have it no more. He's lost a step. I feel like this is just a journey that he's gonna just win and conquer and come back a better ball player. OBJ, I'm praying for you. Keep your head up and keep balling, my friend. Keep balling. Now, I have to talk about this team because they are a disappointment. Once again, every year they suck. Every year they underachieve. Every year they don't get the job done. That team, America's team, people, the Dallas Cowboys. All I got to say is this. How are they America's team? How? In my lifetime, in 24 years of Chris J's life, of my life, that they have always underachieved. Always. I'm 24 years old. And the last time they won a Super Bowl was the year I was born, 1995. That's just laughable, funny, crazy. That this team is America's team. It's a joke, people. It's a joke. They're two and five. And to me, they should be one and six because that game versus the Falcons, they should have lost. Atlanta choked that game. They should really be one and six. I understand that Prescott is hurt, done for the season. Sorry, that get better. But I will say this: even with that Prescott, I feel like they would still be probably two and five, even with him, because Dak is a good quarterback. Yes, he's a good quarterback, but he's shown you he always gets in a hole in the game. Like they're always down big, and he always has to fight back late and get those late stats. Call it stat padding. Stat padding, people. But the Cowboys, people want to blame the coaches. I understand the coaches, yes. But to me, the players, you guys have to hold yourself accountable too because y'all are playing. Y'all are the players. Y'all athletes. This is your job. Play with some heart. Play with some grit. Do something because a 2-5 and five record from what some people saying, y'all are a Super Bowl contending team and y'all are 2-5? and five? Come on. In the weakest division, in the NFL, in the NFL, and to me, just to me, just a joke to even say this team is a or well, they're super contending team because they're they underachieve with the coaches, the players blaming each other, pointing the finger. Look at yourself in the mirror and hold yourself accountable because y'all have a team. You gotta play with some heart, play with some grit. Don't blame 
of your next teammate or the coach, Mike McCarthy, well, he's not prepared. He's not doing the job. No, do your job. Don't blame the coach. This man hasn't been there even a year yet, and y'all blaming him? Seven games in the season, blame Mike McCarthy. No, it's not Mike McCarthy. Of course, he has some blame too, but he does not have all the blame. That's inexcusable. That's just, that's to me, that's a sore loser. So if y'all was winning, they won't blame him. But when you're losing, it's the coach's fault. No, it shouldn't be like that. Ezekiel Elliott, since they paid him, he is underachieved. He, he has not done anything. He's underachieved. He's just taking your money, paying a running back, a six-year contract, $90 million, and $50 million guaranteed. Zeke has got that money and has not done nothing with it. He hasn't, he hasn't lived up to the contract. He hasn't done anything. Fumbling the ball, just not playing good, got a tattoo on the stomach, feed me. Feed you, you sorry joker, can't do nothing. You can't do anything, feed you. How about you try to get a win? Get some stacks up, play better. Hold yourself, be a better leader. Because to me, I have not seen that between you and anyone on the Cowboys roster. And now you're seeing why Dak Prescott, he was the leader of that team. I understand his play was always the best, but far as having that voice, that leadership, holding players accountable, that was Dak Prescott. And now Jerry Jones is saying that. The owner that has the biggest pride and ego in NFL history hasn't won since Jimmy Johnson. Jerry Jones, like I always say, if you don't change, the team not going to change. You got to change your ways. Get rid of that ego. Because, Jerry, the time is running out. Jerry, you're in your 70s. And you want to see the Cowboys win a Super Bowl before you go to a, to a better place or whatever. But you got to change, Jerry. Let go of that ego. Because the Cowboys, y'all just underachieve and y'all stink. Period. Had to be said. Y'all are jumping with franchise. I'm ashamed to talk about these sorry Cowboys right now. Sorry. People, I got to switch it up today. Talk about those struggling Patriots. Cam Newton hasn't been the player that we thought he was. I've been saying this for years. Cam Newton, he's not a great quarterback. Think about this, people. I'm not even going to talk about Bill Belichick right now. I'm getting to that. I'm going to talk about Cam Newton first. Cam Newton. If everybody listening to this podcast today, just, just sit and think about this one, what I'm, I'm finna say if you take away that 2015 Cam Newton season, the MVP season, the 15 1, got to the Super Bowl, yes, yes, yeah, Cam Newton had a great, unbelievable year, that Cinderella season. Take away that one season. What has Cam Newton really done in the NFL? What has he really done, people? Because I'm sick of hearing, well, in 2015, in 2015, he was the MVP. Okay, what about 2014, 13, 12, 16, 17, 18? What has he done? What has Cam Newton done? He hasn't done much, people. He's not a great quarterback. He's just not that good no more. He doesn't have it. His body is banged up. He doesn't have it anymore. I'm not saying he completely washed up because he's not, but far as that elite level, 
that, that high-paying quarterback Cam Newton, no, those days have been over. But he was never a great quarterback to me. Besides that one season, he is really underachieved. He had not done much. I'm just gonna call it how I see it, people. He hasn't. He hasn't. So Cam Newton, I think after this season, they're gonna cut ties with him. If he keeps playing this bad, throwing interceptions, not touchdowns, not being efficient, not winning games, keep losing games, if they're gonna bench him and put Jerry Stenham in, period. And now Bill Belichick, the best coach ever, huh? It's Belichick and not Brady. Belichick made Brady. I find that very funny to me because to me, everybody who knows sports and loves football and the history of it, I got one question to ask y'all. What was Bill Belichick doing before Tom Brady got there? How many championships did he have? How many appearances did he have in the Super Bowl? How many winning seasons did he have? I'm just curious to know. I'm just curious. Because before Tom Brady got there, his record was 41 and 57. 16 games below 500. That's all I'm saying. Why did he win? Why is that? Why did the Cleveland Browns fire him? Why his first year in New England before Brady started when he's 5 and 11? Why is that? But yet, he made Brady. No, Brady made him. Brady made Belichick the best coach ever. Understand, Bill Belichick is a defensive-minded coach. That's what they say, understand this. But you got Tom Brady. He was blessed and fortunate to get the best quarterback to ever play this game. He got the answer to his prayers. He got everything he needed in Tom Brady. And Brady made Belichick. It's always been more Belichick than Brady to me. I'm not saying Bill's not a great coach, but if you think that Bill Belichick didn't need Tom Brady, you're crazy. If you think Bill Belichick would even have a Super Bowl win without Tom Brady, you're crazy. Because the evidence shows he would not have that on his resume. And he was fired. Brady made him, people. I'm going to call it how I see it. Tom Brady is the GOAT, and it's showing. Tom Brady is in Tampa, 5-2, balling. The Patriots are 2-4, Cam Newton struggling. Losing games. Our receivers can't get open, can't get separation. Edelman, he's washed up, a shell of himself. The kill Harry just trash, a bum, underachieving. Don't have enough weapons, people, period. So let's stop this notion that Bill Belichick made Tom Brady because he didn't, period. People today on my podcast, I just want to talk about the sports updates for us, what's happening in the sports world and what's going on. People do three things for me today, three things. The first thing, subscribe to podcast, show me some podcasts with your truly Christian Jake, subscribe to Tell a friend, tell a cousin, tell a boyfriend, girlfriend, auntie, uncle, whatever. Third thing, go to my website, shutuplisten.org. Got all my videos on there. Got my merchandise. I got the history of Shut Up and Listen, of the vision behind it. Take a look at it. It's very fascinating, people. 
Guys, today on my podcast, I always drop the facts, I bring the heat, and guess what? I love the sports and it loves me back. So people, be great today, achieve greatness, I love y'all, peace.